and the clock has started. Welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 160, recording September 25th, 2021. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we are going to discuss the Nintendo Direct, uh, what we've been playing, my screaming children in the background, and more. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> so to do that, I have with me, as always, Shannon, I should have been towed more. Should have been towed? Oh, I'll get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, we'll get into that later. That movie just... I am not looking forward to that at all. Yeah, yeah. I was actually auditioning for Mario. You know, I was like, "He's a me, yeah, Mario," but um, you know, apparently, but, you know that you didn't want the anti-Italian defamation league coming after you. <laughs> I'm half Italian. It works. Uh, yeah, Sh- Shannon Moore, born on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> I, th- I think Italian when I think you. Um, also with me is Justin. I'm still waiting to hear on my Wario edition, Carter. Dude, I I am fully with the internet. The internet has deemed that Danny DeVito should actually be Wario. That's a good one. I 100% back it. Yeah, that's that's a good call. I like that. I don't I I still well we'll, we'll get into it, but uh casting decisions have been made in that movie that are um curious. Curious Suspect. I think is a good word. Yeah. Um yeah. But you know, it's Nintendo, so people love Nintendo. It's going to be like when they announce something that everyone hates, but then everyone buys. It'll be the same deal. It'll be like, oh, I can't believe they did that. Of course I'm seeing it day one. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, how, it, it's how it works. Um, so uh, should we talk a little Nintendo Direct? Because this actually was a little bigger than I thought it was going to be. I figured we were going to get some like, oh, yeah, here's a bunch of stuff that you guys already know about. And we're just going to move on with our lives. And uh, it turns out they, they actually had some stuff. They, they addressed some internet rumors and uh, put some truth and days to them. Um, number one, I, for what number one thing that I've been hearing swirling for a long time, you guys probably all saw the rumors just like I had that, Oh, they're making new controllers. There's a new controller going for certification but there's no pictures, but you know, maybe it's the N64 controller that we've all been hearing about, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it turns out it was, it's a Nintendo 64 controller and a Sega Genesis controller because they are expanding the Nintendo switch online subscription service to add in 64 and Genesis games. The catch is it is coming on a separate tier, which is going to mean more money, but that pricing hasn't been announced and neither is the date of when this is dropping. But, uh, you know, they had the initial uh, drop of what games were coming uh, to the N64, and it's all the stuff you would expect. It's it's Mario 64, it's Ocarina of Time, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, uh, and, you know, other, other stuff. Uh, they said in the future, Banjo-Kazooie, Pokemon Snap, the original, uh, Mario Golf, the good one, and... Uh, 
Paper Mario, the good one, are all coming. And then uh, Genesis, it's Sonic 2, Streets of Rage 2, Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Hardcore, uh, Golden Axe, Fantasy Star 4, and Shinobi 3 are kind of the highlights from that one. Uh, I'm... I like that they're trying to make this thing a thing still, but man, this uh, service has been lacking greatly since they've launched it. And uh, at least this isn't another, you know, hey, we're releasing the sequel to Balloon Flight, you know, on, on or Balloon Fight, I mean, on our uh, service. So get excited. But um, yeah, I don't know your, your guys thoughts on the uh, on the expansion to the Nintendo Switch online catalog. Shannon. Uh, <laughs> he looks so enthralled. Um, I don't have enough time in my life for nostalgia when it comes to video games. So I don't. Uh, so we shouldn't, we should just stop talking about this whole thing because that's kind of what this whole thing is. So pretty much. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. I just, I don't care. I'm done. Uh, I'm out. So that's my take on it. <laughs> I just don't give a now, shit. So there's not, I'm kind of, but see, I'm kind of with you in the, in the fact that. I pay for the Nintendo online service so I can play online, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I don't really see me dropping more money to get in 64 games or Sega Genesis games. I just don't, I can't see it. The only time I open up the, that Nintendo, like subscript that Nintendo shop or whatever it's mm-hmm. called, like the, you know, the, the, subscription portion yeah. is when I click on it accidentally when I'm looking for new games. So, <laughs> you know, I, I don't need to go in there. I don't want to go in there. I don't care. Um, Justin, you're not, you're not trying to play super Mario three, mega man two, any of that stuff. Nope. Yeah. No, Fair enough. Fair I, enough. I, I have a lot of games I got to play now that are new. Like I don't mm-hmm. have time to go back and play old games. They should stay in my memory in a happy spot, tucked away before, you know, the weight of the world crushed my dreams and hopes. And, and, and let's be honest, your your new games are still old games that you need to play. So <laughs> true, true. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, Justin. But, but yeah, I thought I thought it was kind of bullshit that they're charging more. Or mm-hmm. I mean, from what I understand, it's like five dollars more, like okay. a year or whatever. So instead of twenty bucks for like a year, it's like twenty five. Is like my understanding of it, but you know. I mean, it is what it is. I don't really give a shit about the Sega Genesis like library or whatever. Um, for like the N sixty four, like I would, I would probably play like either Banjo Kazooie or like Paper Mario because mm-hmm. I like go back and play Paper Mario every couple years anyway. But I also don't. Um, I have Nintendo Online, but I'm a part of someone else's family plan. Okay. So I don't actually pay for Nintendo Online. So if they upgrade then, you know, that's like bonus for me or whatever. I guess I can play in 64 games. If they don't upgrade, then I guess I'm missing out. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know if you're missing out because that's the thing is also this is all stuff. Sure, there's some decent games on there, but I've played all of them. And and I'm kind of to Shannon's point. I don't know if I'm sitting here, you know, champ, chomping at the bit to, to go get another run of fucking Sonic 2 in. Or like you know, right? Now that being I mean, said, it would be good to play Mario Golf that I like again, but I don't know. But also with the, all the emulators and everything out there that are, you know, free to download your games, you've probably already played these games 
hundreds of times why I pay five dollars. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, the I thought the funniest thing out of everything was that Nintendo thinks anyone wants to pay fifty dollars for the worst controller they've ever put out, yeah. which is the N sixty four controller. <laughs> Like, yeah, let me uh boot up fucking Mario Party 3 and break my fucking joystick on the wireless N64 controller. I just paid $50, so I get Joy-Con drift on that bitch, too. Like, Well, well uh, can I instantly get the, uh, the powder that comes out of that analog <laughs> stick because yeah. it's grinding itself into dust? It like just comes in a bag doused in that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It comes with like five extra one of those, like in a little plastic bag with the controller. Well, and you saw that wasn't the worst thing about the controller announcements. Uh, Japan is apparently getting the six button Genesis controller, but not North America. They're not releasing the six button Genesis controller in North America, which is like, why? You're making it already. Release the better (laughs) controller. I don't. What? What? (sighs) Nintendo. But see, this way they get, you know, these American saps that'll buy the three-button one, then buy the six-button one when they release it in a year, so. Yes, isn't it funny that Americans are bad with money? <laughs> like they're just ready to throw money away everywhere. <laughs> well, it also is hilarious to me that they just slap the American audience in the face with nostalgia <laughs> in these things, and people are like, hell yes, I can't wait, nostalgia! It's like, bro, you own all this shit like five times. What do you? Oh, okay, sure, no problem. <sighs> well, let's talk about things that aren't necessarily nostalgia based. Uh, the biggest unknown that was uh, launched during this was Kirby and the Forgotten Land, which is going to be the first, I believe, three D title sh- starring Kirby. And I mean, it looks like the first true 3D one is, is, has there been another one that I'm just not remembering? I guess. Well, because my first thought was Kirby and the Crystal Shards. I mean, it's technically 3D. Like, I get what you mean, though, because they're like going like actually like running forward and stuff. There's like yeah. the depth and stuff. So I guess you're technically correct, like, right. But I kind of associate kirby and the crystal shards as like the first like 3d like kirby game but and i love like it's post-apocalyptic kirby <laughs> it's like yeah. you know like humanity has been destroyed nature is reclaiming cities oh and here's kirby uh <laughs> that, that cracked me up but yeah, uh it looks so what pretty was though the, what was up with the demo showing like kirby just running by all the enemies and not like sucking them all up that's what i wanted to see i wanted to see the new abilities like, you know, mm-hmm. what new what new features are going to be in the game? And it didn't really seem like they changed a lot of the uh, the power-ups that Kirby gets. So, you know. Well, it is, it is coming out next spring. So my guess is there, there'll be a deep dive closer to launch. This is more just like, hey, this exists, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, to Justin's point, it looks really pretty. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it, it definitely looks might. like it got that what Mario 3D World like or the the mm-hmm. Odyssey one. the Odyssey like. yeah definitely <laughs> got the uh, that upgrade like you know so I mean, it, it, looks it almost it almost looks like it's running on that same engine to be honest you know mm-hmm. like with the the way they did the big crocodile boss that shows up in that one thing and like mm-hmm. the hedgehog and all that uh, definitely is reminiscent of some of the Odyssey bosses and stuff so uh, but yeah you know you get kind of. The trailer had a bunch of the uh, Kirby greatest hits. You know, you get Link Kirby and and all that stuff. And 
uh, I did like when it shows his hedgehog ability and you get like the Katamari mm-hmm. uh, look to it. I'm like, oh, that could be cool. I want, I'm down for a Katamari Kirby misadventure. Um, that being said, like, it looks awesome. It looks super fun. Like, and I was, I was excited to see it. Uh, something I, okay. I, maybe Justin can help me here. Cause something I, that else was shown and I'm kind of not excited anymore. Justin, tell me why I need to care about Bayonetta three. <laughs> Dude. Cause I've kind of, thought... I'm kind of just over it. I don't know. Dude, I don't know. That trailer was so extra. I loved it. Like I thought it was great. Like the dance number, the giant mm-hmm. crank comes out when you're like sliding down the side of the building, like fighting shit. At first I was like, when the trailer started, I was like, dude, what the fuck game is this? Like, it looks like some, uh, what's the one game where you're like the army, like fighting giant ants and stuff. Earth, Earth defense, Earth Force. defense. So yeah, that's what it looked like at first. I was like, is this like earth defense force or something? Like, and then I, and then when I saw like, I was like, Oh my God, we're finally getting a like actual trailer for Bayonetta three. And I don't know. I was pretty hyped for it. But it looked so bad. Like, it did not look... I mean, like, it didn't look like it should be... I don't know. I was expecting more for a newer generation console game, right? I mean, you just saw Kirby, which was bright and polished, yet not as, you know, in-depth as far as the enemies, like, the level of enemies and, and things like that. But it just looked so dark, and it looked like it had a weird, um, like smog filled filter everything looked cloudy and a little blurry um her movements and and while she was dancing looked weird and clunky and not smooth uh i don't know it just it just seemed pretty weird and out there for me i'll I'll tell you kind of to piggyback off what you're saying shannon uh and and i know justin will get me on this like i feel like a game that came out what four years ago now did a lot of what this trailer shows way better. And that's devil may cry five, you know, like the, the combat style and everything was very, I mean, sure. It's not as fantastical, but it's very reminiscent of DMC and it, it didn't look clunky. It didn't look, you know, like the, the battle, style they're showing. And, and what I remember from the other Bayonetta's is it's like this super fast, frenetic, chaotic battle style. And which is a thing that pulls you into those games. It's rad. It's like you, you're doing all these combos, you're pulling off all these moves. It's, it's way over the top and, and all this stuff. And it's really fun, but I agree with Shannon. This just looked bad. It just, it, and I mean, it's 2022. They've got a lot of time to, to polish up some rough edges and stuff, but I, I'm worried that it's more than just rough edges. Like there were some like things in there that just like character movement stuff to Shannon's point that fundamentally didn't look good to me. So just, Justin, can you talk me off the ledge or, or is that just where we're at? I mean, it's like fundamental. Like I pretty much agree with everything in the sense that it's like Bayonetta is devil may cry. Like that was kind of the whole gimmick when the first one came out is the first one came out when there was a drought of devil may cry games and i will agree of course five looks better um because you know of course it's going to since you know fives on the ps4 on the, this one is you know has to run on the switch 
So it's never gonna, I feel like, be as nice as like Devil May Cry Five, like would be. I still have a good hope for it, but it's one of those things at the same time too. Like you know, this game's been in like development for like ten years at this point. So far too long. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been in the oven very long, and so I don't know. But, I mean, but I'm see hoping... when when you're telling me that it's. You're like, yeah, it's not as good as Devil May Cry 5, which is was a PS4 Xbox One game that came out three years ago. That, mm, mm, I don't know. That's uh... I, I want to be proven wrong. Like, I want it to come out and get like a fucking nine out of ten. Oh, sure. And, like, be great. But, you know, my like, you know, like I said, like, I, I hope it runs good. My, my fear is that, you know, because it's on the switch, like load times might be like atrocious. Like I don't want a bunch of shit on the screen and then it's going to like fucking freeze like up and stuff, you know, but hopefully, hopefully we get proven wrong. And, you know, I hope it comes out and is good because I do like, you know, Bayonetta is like one of the more, I guess, original, she's not even original, like Nintendo characters. since you know, the first game came out on like Xbox and PS3, but Nintendo's basically taken over Bayonetta and taken her in as like a Nintendo franchise or whatever. So I hope it does good. Yeah. <laughs> good. I mean, yeah, I just, it's, <laughs> Shannon I just, give two I just don't understand it. how in today's culture client like the climate of like culture and me too and everything like that mm -hmm. that this game hasn't gotten jumped on more it has with... an, a it has an enormous following ben is a very popular character I, um don't get me wrong i, I get it it's just it, there are some very cringeworthy moments in those games yeah <laughs> well, yeah and in and all in of it though like <laughs> i mean there's a lot of that's the whole gimmick though is it's like it's very over the top. It's very like cheesy at times with the dialogue. And, it's very, like, it's very campy. You know, yeah. it's, mm -hmm. it's very campy. Um, but what, you know, I, I hope it's good. The first, the first Bayonetta was a genuine surprise for me. Like it was a game I thought was going to be complete trash and it was really fun. Um, so we, we will find out in 2022 until that becomes 2023. So, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, but hey, Mike Miller is going to be super excited because Animal Crossing is finally getting an update. Nintendo <laughs> remembered that they have a game that sold more copies than anything ever. Um, so yes, in November, we're getting a, a big Animal Crossing uh, New Horizons update. They're going to have its own Animal Crossing Direct in October to go into detail. So they, all they said was the museum is getting the roost and a coffee shop. I believe. Yeah. But, Brewster. Yeah. Uh, what is the roost? Do you know? Um, as far as I know, I think it's from the 3ds. Like, cause Brewster is like this, just this little, it's like a little coffee shop and he like sells stuff. I honestly don't really know. I just know it's <laughs> Brewster. I did. I'm not going to pretend like I played the 3ds version and like talk about it. Like I'm actually knowledgeable on it, but I know people have been wanting Brewster for a while. Mm -hmm. And that's like what they're finally giving us. I'm interested, I guess, to see what else they're giving us because they're making it seem like there's way more than just that. Like, I would assume they're going to expand probably like the fish and like bugs and like whatever else. Yeah. But it's not enough to make me want to come back and play it anymore, though. But well, we'll see. 
We'll see. I mean, if they if it's a sizable update that gives you a bunch of stuff to do, I could absolutely see myself falling back into Animal Crossing because it was a great end of my day. Just do a couple things on the island, you know, before I go to bed type thing. It, it was good for that. But then all the stuff I needed to do got done and I was done with it. And I have zero interest in fucking Bunny Day again, you know? Like <laughs> so... We shall see. Um, but I thought that was exciting. I, I It at least lets me know that like Nintendo knows they actually had a real thing on their hands there. That even though they zoomed past the one year, which would have made a ton of sense for uh, for doing that. But uh, here we are. So hopefully it's good. Um, I think I think we need to talk about the movie, you guys. <laughs> I think I think it's time we we need to discuss. Uh, so they came out to talk about the Mario animated movie coming December twenty first, twenty twenty two, which is still over a year away. Um, and then they were like, "Oh, but we're gonna give you, you know, we can't show you anything about the movie or like what it looks like or how it's running." Um, by the way, the movie's being made by Illumination, which is the company that makes Despicable Me and Minions and all that type of stuff. Uh, so at least it's a pedigree. Um, it's being directed by Aaron Horvath, who is uh, known for Teen Titans Go and and whatnot. And uh, oh, also, I think the Lego Movie 2 director is having a piece of that direction action. But uh, it was Matthew Fogel. But um, they were like, oh, we can't show you anything about the movie, but we can tell you who's in it. And then they started putting up screens (laughs) and and I'm pretty sure the Internet kind of assumed a bunch of this was a joke. Except it wasn't. And so we got as Mario, Chris Pratt. (laughs) Uh, Star Star Lord, Jurassic World. Lego movie and now Mario, Chris Pratt. Okay, sure. Sh- Shannon, can I interest you in Jack Black as Bowser? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, that no. one kind of makes a little sense. I mean, it makes more sense. Um, but you know, with Bowser always being the big baddie and always having a deep bassy voice, like Jack. That was Black my thing too. That, that was like, my thing too. So, I mean, that's the thing is you have source material for these characters and they've been around for like 40 years, right? Like 36 years. Like you should probably try to stick as close to what people remember about the characters. Uh, So, you know, you have somebody who's been doing the voice of Mario forever and you totally just bypass him to do... Chris Pratt because Chris Pratt's got some um, uh, previous acting chops with the Lego movies. I mean, come on. Like, it just seems to me like they're doing what they usually do with their video game movies. And they just kind of, they have a loose premise of what they want to get done and accomplish. And they just use that. So, so my thing is like, I've seen that argument all over Twitter about the, well, the guy who does the voice of Mario got gypped. Like what? My thing is like, yes, I agree, yes, this guy has done the voice of Mario forever. But Mario doesn't talk in the games. He says wahoo and like whatever, <laughs> like Mario doesn't have 
lines of fucking dialogue. He never actually talks. It's just text and noises of him grunting when he jumps or dies or falls. And the dude is involved in the movie. He's doing rant. They're not saying what voices he's doing. I'm assuming he might do another Mario or a cameo. Like, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. But at the same time, Nintendo didn't spend $250 million on an animated movie to try and sell it to people to like have some like guy who no one knows who the fuck he is, but everyone knows who Chris Pratt is. And that's like what they're paying for. And I don't agree that Chris Pratt's probably the best. Like I also thought out of all the people they picked for the cast, that is the weirdest one by far in my eyes. But at the same time, it makes sense because Chris Pratt's been in a bunch of kids movies. He like, everyone knows him as star Lord. Like, all the 32, 33-year-olds taking their three kids to the fucking movies know who Chris Pratt is, even if they've never played a Mario game or never even, like, seen fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. They know the name. Mm-hmm. So, it's just Nintendo. I mean, I think it's a smart move by Nintendo to capitalize on a hot commodity. Like, if you got the money to pay for Chris Pratt to do a voice, you might as well... I get it. I mean, like, I, under, I understand that side of the argument. I mean, like, there's a part of me that does not want to listen to that dude that voices Mario do a Mario voice for an hour and 30 minutes. I just don't. Yeah, that's, <laughs> but... that, yeah I'm that person. I'm that person. <laughs> so, but I mean, you have an idea of what you want Mario to sound like, right? And Chris Pratt does not fill that that spot. He does not scratch that itch. I think Keegan-Michael Key is a pretty good... Um, uh, addition for Toad. Um, Dude, you know, I think gonna, that now see that to me comes across as the weirdest one. No, because like Toad is so extra, right? Like he's always overreacting. He's always like the sky is falling type of guy. And I think hit Keegan Michael Key does that uh, type of anxiety in his voice really well. Like the way he, um, everything is so boisterous and over the top with his acting. I'm pretty sure that that will be a good fit. The uh, Charlie Charlie Day is Luigi. I just want I want the scene where Luigi has the conspiracy wall. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, when uh, I saw that meme on Twitter, that he's like, "Can we talk about the mansion? I've been dying to talk about the mansion." Yeah, yeah I want that. I want that real bad. Um, but no, I mean, it's just it. It'll probably be fine. It'll probably be fine. It's just it's weird. I mean, it's it could be worse than the first Super Mario movie, so. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that That's the one where it's like, did they even know what they were making? No. You know? I don't... Was, that was a cocaine binge. <laughs> yeah. Dude, my, I also like how since uh, Seth Rogen was announced as Donkey Kong, I've seen many a video of them like editing Seth Rogen's laugh into like Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and that has destroyed me. And there was one video of like all the Kongs in the car and it was like Seth Rogen and his family on the way home from the Mario <laughs> premiere and they're all just sitting there. And I'm like, dude, that is great. Like the memes alone from this have made the movie worth it in my eyes. Now, uh, we all know Justin has a predilection for card-based games. So, I'm asking you, Justin, how did the trailer for Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars, hit you? Dude, I'm going to be... That's the one that looked like a board game, right? Yeah, that's being made by uh, the studio that made Nier. 
Yeah, dude, I was actually really surprised by like i don't like when it came up i was like oh dude some like anime bullshit game mm-hmm. like whatever like pass and then they showed that it's basically a tabletop card game mixed with like rpg tactics but it's like you're the actual cards are like it's not like oh okay well you're like an anime protagonist and you're using cards like the game is cards yeah the game and, is literally just cards and you're just like yeah. flipping cards to find a uh you know, to make your way through the the story, essentially. But, but no, I am very intrigued by it. I'm interested to see how it reviews. Basically, like, if it gets at least an 8, I will probably buy it the day it comes out because it looks very right up my alley in terms of strategy and card-based shenanigans, which I'm all about. It seems it seems like if someone made Coldcept but made it super RPG-based. And I'm kind of all right with that because the cold sub games are amazing if you've never played them. So I, uh, I'd be down with those. So I'm kind of with you. If it, if it reviews well, I could absolutely see that being a game that lives on my switch that I just pick up and play, you know, when I have some time here and there. Uh, but outside of that, um, the game that I know Shannon came away being super excited about is Chocobo GP. (laughs) <laughs> which is Final Fantasy Mario Kart, basically. I know, yeah. I, w- I wanted a new Mario Kart so bad, and then yeah. when that came up, I was like, well, that just reconfirms to me that I'm not getting a new Mario Kart anytime soon. Yeah, we're not getting one today. That's for sure. But, uh, Shannon, did you are you all in on Chocobo GP? Huh? No. No. I'm not. Dude, I, it's I, Chocobos I, in a kart racer. Yeah, like, that's on, great. Man. Like, I mean, awesome cool uh i'm I, I wish i had more to say about it like i'll tell you right now like i went through that whole nintendo direct thing and i was very underwhelmed by everything uh like even splatoon 3 um you know i kind of wanted to see more about like what was going to happen there you know didn't the thing like- okay so i'm kind of with you where my issue with a lot of the stuff that they announced that's coming the kirby's the splatoons uh bayonetta so on and so forth I don't really have a lot of faith of any release dates at this point. So, and I, and, and I think that's half the reason why the big excitement coming away from this was like, Oh, they shadow dropped the Castlevania advanced collection, which is rad. But like the biggest thing everyone's talking about is a collection of like 20 to 30 year old games. Like, all right. I don't know if that's like the thing people should be really excited about leaving this direct. Um, but I think just the public at large has kind of had this one of those like, sure, 2022. All right. I'll believe it when I see it. You know, like, great. You're making this game. Sure you are. Hope it comes out one day. I don't know. Um, and I mean, you know, we kind of joke about it on the regular on the show, but it goes back to to the, the joke we make of with Halo, like, Halo drops in five weeks and I, there's a big chunk of me that's like, has no faith that it's actually coming out in five weeks, you know, like guardians of the galaxy went gold and I'm like, eh, maybe they won't release it. I don't know. (laughs) So it's just one of those, I, I, it's the last, the last 18 months has me very gun shy when it comes to new big games getting released. And, uh, yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping this stuff drops and it's hot and it's cool and we all dig it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Any? Uh, did you pick up the Castlevania Shadow Drop, Justin? You know I did. I I yeah. haven't played it. <laughs> I haven't played it yet. 
but I did immediately after the direct go on the eShop and buy it. I was shocked that it was 20 bucks. I thought it would be more. I mean, that's how much the other Castlevania um, collection was. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad it was 20, especially because oh, sure. I think I think I paid like eight ninety nine for Aria of Sorrow on the Wii U when it was on the virtual consoles. So yeah. I was like, I get that game basically and two other games for like, or isn't it, that isn't game it is uh, four games? Cause don't they have Dracula it, X on there too? Yeah. 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 They do. yeah it's four. I forgot. But, uh, I mean, I know we've, we've said it before, but in case you haven't heard or forgotten, uh, circle of the moon is probably the best Castlevania game and it's in this collection. So, uh, you should, you should check that out. Uh, my biggest surprise from the well, two biggest surprises. Yeah. One, the biggest surprise to me in the direct is the fucking fact that Project Triangle Strategy is still called Triangle Strategy. <laughs> <laughs> like they dropped the project and they're just like they're doing like what they did with Octopath Traveler, like Project Octopath, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, whatever. It's been that name for so long, we're just gonna leave it. So I'm like, is this game really just gonna be called Triangle Strategy when it comes out? Like, you I, I hope so. I hope like, so. I'm like, did like all the names you drew out of the hat not work? And they're like, fuck it, we're just gonna leave it as triangle strategy. I'm like, they should just call it like Pythagorean theorem, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and the other thing that I was honestly, it was the thing I didn't want to see, and they showed it. They showed a Metroid Dread trailer. I'm like, dude, this shit yeah. comes out in two weeks. Like, I don't want to see. I've actively not wanted to watch. I saw the initial trailer for it. Dope. You got my money. I'm excited to play it. And then they're like, check out all these cool worlds. I'm like, no, I don't want to check out any of the shit. I want to actually be surprised. I don't want the typical trailer bullshit they do now where it's like you get the entire movie in like a three minute thing. I'm like, no, like just, I already got my money. I don't need to see anything else. I will play the game in two weeks. Like don't show me all the cool worlds and like all the new mechanics and all the boss. No, I don't need to see any of that. Like it comes out in literally two weeks i'm like please stop but i but i also understand where they they probably feel the need to sell that game a little bit there's been a lot of metroid games that aren't metroid since the last metroid game you know what i mean and and so i'm sure they feel the need to be like and here's why metroid matters like the og original metroid here's why you should come back to metroid and you know, fuck Ori and Guacamelee and all these bullshit games. You can come, come to death row, come to the real, you know? <laughs> um, and it's like, I feel like that is the difference. And most people wouldn't know. I know the last few Metroid games have kind of flopped, mm-hmm. but I have the highest of hopes for this one since it's not a remake of two on like an outdated console. It is a direct sequel to the Game Boy Advance game that last came out and it looks how I feel the Metroid two remake should have looked on the switch. So it looks beautiful. Like all I'm hoping is that like, I don't need it to be innovative. I don't need Samus to like get in a Mega Man X Mac and like blow shit up. Like, no, I'm like, just give me like super Metroid slash Metroid fusion, like style gameplay in this beautiful Metroid game. And I will be ecstatic. (laughs) No, no Nintendo franchise has been done dirtier by Nintendo than Metroid. Like, (laughs) Absolutely none. People are like, oh, there's been no Pikmin. Yeah, but they were all good games. They didn't farm out Pikmin to some like third party team that came out with a bullshit multiplayer 3DS only title 
there wasn't like, oh, hey, we're going to make Pikmin a third person action game. That sucks. Like, no, that never happened. You know, like, but it's with Metroid. They were like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck to do with this thing. Let's just <laughs> first person games. Sure. Oh, that sold well. Okay. Let's make them. Keep, let's keep making them, but worse every time. Can we do that? <laughs> Seems like a good way to shoehorn motion controls in. Let's, let's keep doing that. <sighs> Nintendo. Just give me a good Metroid game. God damn it. Um, anyway, uh, I suppose we can, we can wrap up Nintendo talk. Uh, and anything else you guys want to discuss before we move on to what we have been playing? Well, I mean, ultimately, I think you should give it a grade or like, you know, what, what do you think? Was it like an A, B, C, like showing? Or I would, I would give it, I would give it a B minus. Like there wasn't anything in there that I felt was super earth shattering, crazy drop, you know, oh my God, I can't believe they're making it, but they're, you know. Kirby was a nice plus. I got a ton of unintentional comedy from the the movie announcement. You know, it, it was it but I do have to just subtract cuz like I telling Justin before we were recording when I saw the movie announcement hit Twitter, my first thought was fuck I'm going to be seeing this for like a year. <laughs> just just the riffs and the jokes and people making memes off of it. It's going to be like god damn it, this is going to last forever. Um but I thought there were enough highlights throughout to, to make it worth watching, to make me interested in it. There was just nothing that great. So it, it gets an above average score, but not a great one. So I'm going B minus. Hmm. Justin, what do you think? I mean, I would give it a solid B plus. I mean, I Kirby was a big surprise for me. I, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the Bayonetta three trailer, even though <laughs> I know you guys didn't. Um, the, the fact that Castlevania actually came out, uh, that day was a big surprise. I expected, I knew it was coming soon. I thought for sure it was going to come out next month for like the Halloween time. And so the fact that that like dropped that day, I thought was uh, pretty exciting. Cool. And Shannon, your thoughts? I give it a C because there was no Fire Emblem and there is no Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> well, just just wait for the next Smash Direct. You'll get your fill of Fire There's Emblem no characters. There's no more Smash there. Direct because they, they were supposed to, they released the last set of characters. And uh, they whatever, they're out, still making like 18 more Fire Emblem characters that they're going to shoehorn into <laughs> that fucking there's game. There's one more Smash character, but he's getting his own like little Sakurai Direct or whatever in October for the reveal of who it is. And I won't care less yeah, when that and nobody happens. gives a shit. A lot of people do, just no one on this show. Um, <laughs> I mean, Justin might. I don't know, but like I, so my thing is like, I don't know who the last one is. My my guess at who the last Smash character is going to be or whatever, and I think it would be fun would be the uh, Ring Fit boy slash girl, <laughs> and. <laughs> To play them, you could actually like plug the Joy-Cons into if you have the actual Ring Fit controller, you could actually use the controller to fight with the character. Uh, see, this, li- this would have been shit in 2020 would have been dope. But I think the uh that moment has passed. I, I think yeah. I think if they come out with the Ring Fit person being the last character in Smash, like I think people riot. I think it's over. 
Like, I don't think anybody's... It's going to leave well, a bad taste. You have to understand, mouth. Shannon, that no matter who they reveal as the last character, people are going to be pissed off. <laughs> it could be Sakurai himself in the game, and people will spit on the cases and, like, shred it like they did with, like, Nike socks and shit. And, like... I just remember the pandemonium when, like, Yoga Girl was added from, like, you know, the, the Wii Yoga or whatever. Like Wii she Fit. Was, yeah, yeah, Wii Fit. Like Wii Yoga. They, they did, yeah, I don't I didn't have a fucking Wii. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> so salty. Shit, it's so salty. I know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. No, no active people. Make it an actual character. I mean, are there any major things that aren't in the game now like any major characters that don't exist in the game but see that's my thing is, is like for <laughs> like pikmin yeah there well there's olimar and stuff but like for like as far as i knew the rule for nintendo the smash characters was it had to be an active game franchise mm. is i thought that was the rule um how about one of those weird angel-faced baby or baby-faced angel things from Bayonetta? Can we get one of those in in Smash? <laughs> it's like like takes yeah. up like half the screen. Starts puking rainbows all over the place and some shit. Like I'd be down. Nah, like, nah never mind. I still wouldn't play that game. I, don't I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised actually if it's like a a monster hunter protagonist Mm. because we don't have one of those and with all the new monster hunter titles on switch and stuff and they did announce in this direct they did announce a rise expansion coming so yeah i can see that it's charles martinet (laughs) going fuck chris pratt that's that's his that's his move do you think do you think this this thing gets enough uh full attraction that this movie gets the sonic treatment where they recast people or you know, change direction on where they want to go with oh, this movie. Only if they drop the trailer and Mario has really real teeth. That's when people will draw the line. <laughs> Dude, if that's the case, I will go. That my biggest regret is that people boycotted the Sonic movie and they changed it because I would have loved to see humanoid Sonic. And I, I- wish I could see a copy somewhere out there. There has to exist a copy of the movie of the original movie before they changed it and I want to see that version. See, I my conspiracy theory brain said they weren't done. They knew they weren't going to be done, so they released that version of the trailer so people would riot and then they go, "Oh, well we need six more or seven more months to fix this, but we're going to fix it for the fans even though they knew they were going to do it the whole time." That was that was my big conspiracy theory brain right there. I hmm. would agree with you. If the same shit didn't happen with cats, if they didn't release cats <laughs> and it was so bad that they had to like digitally like edit buttholes and like humanoid hands and shit out of the movie while it was already in theaters, Man, like cats, Oof. that that fucking thing. <laughs> you ever have, have you ever seen it? No, uh, I have no interest in seeing it. So. The the dark recesses of my brain one time was just like, I'm going to stream a little Cats just to see if it's as bad as everyone says. It is unwatchably bad. Like it, it's one of those things where I get I get the it's it's like they went out to make a cult movie. It was like, we're going to make something that like five people are going to really like, 
but it's so bad that so many people are going to watch it because it's so amazingly bad. And that's going to be how we like make this movie a success. And, and they did it. It's that bad. Like you it's, I would recommend watching it because you haven't seen anything like it. It's that bad. It's well, just the trailer alone. When it came out, the fact that it looks like people just like face aft humanoid faces on budget CG, like cat bodies. I was like, I couldn't believe it was a real movie. Yeah. when they first showed it and i was like well, this i mean is... not to mention that like in what like nothing has a consistent scale like in some scenes the cats are like you know super tiny and like mm-hmm. everything else is gigantic and then you turn around and like the next scene like they're like the size of humans <laughs> but but really it's got all the cg of a fucking instagram filter you know like <laughs> it's it's amazing it really is um okay Let's get off this. Uh, let's do a little what we have been playing. Uh, guys, I've had a hell of a week. I haven't played shit. I haven't even touched a video game this week. Regret. Uh, sorry, Mike. I, I downloaded Dodgeball Academia. I, I downloaded it. It's sitting on my Xbox. I just haven't had any time to like press play. So, Justin, you want to talk about it. Dodgeball Academia for another 45 minutes? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I, will check, I will check you guys out in a, in a half hour or so. Just text me when I'm ready when you're ready for me to come back. Well, uh, let me see. I played this week. Um, I played Diablo 2. Yep. Diablo 2. Oh, it's, on the, it's on the outline. Yeah. It's on the outline that you played. Get in bought it day because one. I never read like, the outline. They use shit like that down there. I hate you. I hate you all. Shannon's hanging out in the Bill Cosby room with his laptop playing <laughs> Diablo 2. Jesus. God damn. Uh, no, I've been playing the, what was it? How do you say? Kenna? The Bridge of Two Spirits? I guess. Oh, how is that? Tell me about that. I'm, uh, that's is. another one I have downloaded, but I uh, have not yeah, touched. It was for, so. It's 40 bucks, so it's not mm-hmm. like the price of a full um, AAA title. Um, that's I That's will- why I picked it up, to be honest. I'm like, well, that's worth it. Yeah, it's uh I'll tell you right now, I feel like it is a Dark Souls light. Um so hmm. the combat is very like uh it's it's important to understand timing and the animation of your attacks and how long they take to hit or charge uh, because you can't just block on the fly even though your block is to put up a force field and and protect you from the attacks that come pretty much from all angles. Uh, it does take time to get that up and you can't interrupt an attack uh, action to block. Okay. So timing becomes important. The uh, uh, rot um, little uh, minions that you have to follow you, you can use them uh, once uh, a combat turn, once you get them leveled up to like level two, you can start to use them in battle. Um, but when you use them, regardless of how you use them, whether it be to stop an enemy from attacking you and distracting them mm-hmm. or by using them as a an actual weapon, like by casting a spell, uh, there's a little bar at the bottom that shows you how many uses you get um, to use the rot as uh, as a weapon. And then you have to wait for that timer to, to cancel or refill before you can use them again. So if the battles are pretty long, you initially in the first couple fights, you may be able to get to use them one or two times. Uh, but for the most part, uh, they're pretty, uh, it's kind of like a, to, to get you out of a tight spot in, in the first part of the game. 
So it's pretty cool. Um, the mechanics are simple. Um, wait, wait. You, I think you missed one of the best parts about the rot that I read about, and I want to hear from you if this is true. You get to put little hats on them. <laughs> that is true. Oh, uh, awesome. I'm in. Yeah, it is dress up for the rot. So like basically, um, I don't know how to do it yet. I don't know if you have to be at a certain level or what, but um, I've gotten a bow that you could put on the rot's head and then they, it looks super adorable and cute because it gives Sweet. you a picture of what it'll look like on the rot. Uh, you know, I've gotten some uh, pretty dope hats that would look good on the rot. Um, the rot are basically the minions of this world. Like they are cute. They're fuzzy. They attack. They have a con like, you know, they have comedic factors uh, in the game. Uh, there's one that's kind of like your, um, main partner in crime and everybody else is just kind of like a running around your feet you know kind of doing your bidding when you want them to open things or move uh blocks or do whatever there's there's a lot of different elements in here um that make this a good game uh and i'm enjoying it a lot of people i've read have said that the combat is boring or the game is slow mm. i get that um but I mean, the first part of the game is just learning the mechanics, right? I mean, I haven't gotten... I've played maybe two hours of the game. I've beaten, I think, maybe the first boss and the second boss. Like, the, the first two bosses. Um, <laughs> and I'm having fun with it. I'm enjoying it. I mean, I'm not the biggest Dark Souls fan, so I was a little concerned when I started doing the combat because I did die maybe, like, four times in the first, you know the first hour I played it just, you know, trying to understand how to beat some of the bosses with their mechanics and how I shouldn't just attack all the time blindly and try to dodge at the last second or try to jump out of the way or block. Um, because your block function is basically just stamina based, right? So you can block, but you can only block a strong attack maybe two or three times before your, your shield's going to give out. And then you got to jump around and dodge until your, your meter fills back up again. So there are a lot of um, Dark Souls-esque type uh, battle mechanics in there, but it's not as severe. I don't feel it's as hard. Like, you know, with, with Bloodborne, I wanted to just give up on it, like, right away. This game is kind of like you could see what you need to do, and it's just being patient enough to do it. Um, so I think you'd enjoy it. I think you'll get a kick out of it. And I think your family will like watching it, too. Okay. Um, you know, the it's not overly um dark uh there is you know they do kind of <clears throat> have some unfortunate um endings for some of the characters that you have to rescue their spirits but they don't really gloss over or they don't really go into detail too much about what happened it's more of just like a very topical like oh he he got lost and he didn't he's not ready to leave or he didn't you know he he got killed trying to save you guys but they don't really like say that you know, he was tempted by an evil spirit and then he was manipulated into doing something he didn't want to do and, you know, ended up getting murdered after he murdered somebody <laughs> else. And, you know, they don't they don't really drop that on the yeah. case, but, you know, it's, it, it, um, does, it doesn't go full Witcher three. on you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or like Spirit Fair for that point. It doesn't even go yeah, that, okay. that deep, um, but it's good. So, yeah, give it a try. I'd be interested to see what you think about it. It looks stunning to look at it, mm -hmm. like just the, in the little trailers I've seen and a couple of the quick playthroughs I've watched and stuff. It looks crazy. Just yeah, as the lighting effects are piece. awesome. 
Um, I wanted to get it on the PlayStation Five, but it it like Epic has it on their game store, and you can get it on the PC too. Mm. So I went that route just because I can carry it now on my gaming PC between uh, my girlfriend's house, and my parents' house. So, um, so yeah, it's a uh, it's graphically it's beautiful. Controls are easy to um, to manipulate. Um, the rot are cute as all hell, and mm. yeah. I, I would recommend anybody buy this game. It's fun. Cool. Very cool. But uh, yeah, that's all I've been playing. Um, Justin? All right. So first, I want to say I saw on Twitter today that they're updating the camera for Skatebird. Um, it, oh, they the, are? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they posted about it. I guess for the Steam version, there's an unstable, like if you switch to the whatever unstable build, because uh, I don't think they've officially patched it yet, but they're like testing it on the Steam version. I'm assuming like once they get all the bugs worked out with it, they'll do an official update across all the consoles and stuff, fixing it. But I thought it, I'm like I'm glad we weren't the only ones, like because I saw other people posting about like how janky the camera was. Yeah. And stuff. So I'm like, well, I'm glad it wasn't like just me or something, and that like other people agree that the camera was bullshit. It was. But um, so for what I played this week, also during the Nintendo Direct, they announced that we got more Mario Golf DLC, which, you know, I think's dope. Like the game's only the game came out this year and it's like so far, like, I mean, they've done a ton of support for it with like two different free DLCs and we got two new characters. We got the little ninja, little black ninja dude from Super Mario Brothers 3. And mm-hmm. then we also got a Koopa Troopa. And we got two new stages. I'm trying to remember what they both are. I played them. One is like a... It has like a bunch of the wind. Like Both the new stages, flavor-wise, are nice. But they're also giant pains in the ass in terms of like difficulty. Like the, I really liked New Donk City because it was smaller. And it was like the... Where you could basically get like a hole in one, hole in two, pretty much on like every hole. It was like a smaller courses where these both of these ones are much larger courses with a lot more traps and like bullshit, which seems like it'd be fun for speed golf. But for just like doing solo going through it, I was like, man, like this is kind of like a lot (laughs) like going on right now. (laughs) But I played with both the new characters and like both of them are all right. I like Toadette, I think the best out of the new characters we've gotten and stuff in terms of like special and like their hitting ability. Cause they're both weaker characters. Like they don't hit as far, but overall it was pretty cool. Um, and then I also, I picked up during the direct as well, uh, act razor Renaissance, the yeah. remaster. Uh, they also announced that after Castlevania that also came out that day. I've never played this game. Um, mm-hmm. I've never even heard of this game. And in the trailer, I was like, dude, this looks awesome. Like, it looks kind of like Castlevania mixed with like a uh, like world building kind of like city management sort of thing going on. So I'm like, all right, like, I'll buy it. It was, I think, thir- like $29.99, I think is how much it was. Okay. Um, so I picked it up. I played a little bit of it. I... I don't know what I was like. I was expecting it to be a Metroidvania because that's what the trailer kind of made it look like. It is Mm -hmm. not a Metroidvania like at all. Um, The game, you're kind of like in this overworld with like the ship thing. And you're basically like the, 
guardian like guardian of light or like whatever is like what you are <laughs> guardian and, of light or whatever oh yeah know. yeah typical <laughs> typical you know protagonist like god object bullshit and it's like you get dropped you basically go into different levels and stuff and it's pretty linear it's just you going right and your your move set's very basic it's like stab up you can kind of back step you can do like a forward slash um like a down swing um and you're basically just working your way through the enemies and stuff picking up some items or whatever health mainly health items and stuff along the way to get to the boss and so i beat like i beat like the first boss and then went through the first like loop of the like city sim thing and stuff which was pretty cool i mean the game itself is fun and i'd recommend it's just one of those things where i went in expecting a metroidvania and i think that's kind of like disappointed me a little bit because that's what i was expecting and that's mm -hmm. not what it was but the game's still good and i want to keep playing it but it's I, just I, one of those I like that you went in hoping it was a metroidvania when metroid literally releases <laughs> in two weeks zach i love metroidvania I, okay <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm with you i i, I hear you yeah I mean, I, I also picked up the Castlevania <laughs> collection, but I didn't get to play any of it yet. But I've also played and beat Ari of Sorrow maybe like five times in my life. So, uh, But after talking about Circle of the Moon, I do want to play Circle of the Moon again after talking about it with you and uh, Steve. Um, but so I picked up that. And then the last thing, though, that I also played this week was a game that I mentioned to Zach on an earlier podcast when it was announced but i picked up beast breaker oh yeah which also came out this week it's by the creator of threes um you play as a little mouse with a sword and there's these gym creature things but they have numbers on certain body parts and stuff and you basically have to maneuver yourself around the board and then like once the number hits zero they're like limb shatters or whatever and you get material later to like craft shit with and stuff and the art is super cute um gameplay wise it's really unique because it's like it's almost like reminds me of i guess like peggle in a sense it's like peggle mm -hmm. but with like certain mechanics where as the mouse depending on your gear that you have equipped you have certain moves and specials that you basically get like um i say like mp or whatever to do the special moves and like one's like a shield bash move with which like does double the damage but also gives you protection for like when you would get hit next it like blocks that attack and for the gym beasts when you go to fight them you can kind of see like you can sneak up on them and if you do you basically get like a surprise like free like turn on them before like they gear up to attack and they have like a number of like a countdown thing on the side where it's like seven and it's mm -hmm. like if that gets to zero like if they get seven turns without you destroying like one of their gym parts or whatever then you lose the fight but mm. if you destroy one of their body parts it resets the counter back so it keeps the battle going and you they have like a shell or like like padding and stuff around the parts you're supposed to be attacking so you have to kind of like plan and attack through those and then at the end of your turn those will kind of like respawn to protect itself so it's kind of like you have to like kind of target certain body parts and stuff and move strategically move yourself around the board to like not get hit. But you also don't really have 100% control 
because it's like I said, like Peggle, where you, when you go to attack, you'll move in whatever direction and then you'll like bounce off whatever and you kind of just end up wherever you end up. But certain attacks will only go a shorter distance. So you can kind of do certain attacks to like, okay, well, I don't want to bounce all over the screen. I want to only go so far. So you can kind of strategically plan your moves to like only move a certain distance to position yourself in a way where you won't get hit, but you also get kind of set up to attack the body parts you want to attack. And then you kind of have like your home world, which is your grandma's house. And she will like use your materials that you collect from the gym beast to upgrade your gear or give you new gear, like new like equipment or weapons. Like I just got like a bow and arrow thing and went through a whole tutorial about using like the bow and arrow weapon set and stuff and then i have like two other weapon sets right now i have like a sword set and then a different sword set and like a couple different like armors and stuff and it's it's really fun like it's really chill which i really like like i'm not stressed out while playing it i feel like it's a good kind of just like lay in bed and play it like before you go to sleep because there's you can sit there and like attack all the limbs and get all the material or whatever. Or if you just go straight for like the main core, that's what's going to end the battle, which is what I was doing before was I was just like, all right, I'm just going to attack the core, do as much damage as I can to end the fight. But then I was like, okay, well I'm also not getting all the material I could, which is what I'm going to need to upgrade all my stuff. So then I started like prolonging the battles to get the extra material and stuff so I can upgrade my gear later. But, you know, all in all, it's a really good game. And I'm, it's another, I think, like indie hit and stuff for this year. Like, while there's kind of been the downtime of AAA games and stuff. Yeah. And I was looking it up while you were talking. It's $12 right now. So I'm, 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 I'm willing to take a flyer on 12 bucks. Yeah. And like I said, I know you're like a fan of threes. Oh, yeah. Stuff, threes, so. threes is that crack, man. Threes. <laughs> I had, to, I had to go to rehab for threes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds and good. That's, I, like, that's I all. like the Peggle aspect of it, too. Yeah, no, I love Peggle, dude. I There was a point in time in college where, like, me and my roommate would just get stoned and play Peggle in his room, like, for hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> as you do, you know. As you as, do, yeah. Yeah, as it were. Um. <laughs> Well, should we should we talk a little what if you guys? Zach's like begrudgingly. I mean, you could talk what if I'm out on it. I think I'm out already. So so okay. Before before I wanted to talk spoilery, I wanted to talk that. So the last couple weeks, I've been like, guys, what if is so down? It's so dour. It's like I'm. Can we stop just killing everyone every fucking episode? Like, I get it. You're moving on to the next phase of MCU. You don't need to hammer that point home by, like, murking every goddamn (laughs) character you have every episode. I get it. Like, guess what? People like those characters. But I wasn't sitting around going, hey, what if all these characters I really enjoyed died a horrible death? And how would that happen? I wasn't doing that. You know, maybe people were. I wasn't. Um and then, and then they were like, okay, but we'll give you an episode where no one dies. We'll give you the fun, lighthearted episode. And, and I was halfway through that when I realized, man, this just kind of sucks. Like this whole <laughs> thing just kind of, this, this whole thing just kind of sucks. Like I don't, I think, I think, and I said this on Twitter, but I think the thing for me 
that did it was seeing Shang-Chi reminded me how good MCU stuff could be. Like just how top tier, top notch this this story and product can be. And you guys, what if just ain't it? Like what if just it it it's not even it's not even because it's like the TV show stuff and it's I mean step back, dude. It's it's not even on the play. It it doesn't even belong in the same stadium, let alone the same field as Scarlet Witch or Falcon Winter Soldier. Definitely not Loki. Um, and I, I kind of just don't understand what they're doing with it at this point. Like, it seems like, okay, this is like some interesting thought experiment, but whatever the thought experiment was, I stopped thinking about it four episodes ago. Uh, yeah, it just seems like, uh, it's a placeholder right now. It's like, they didn't really know like what exactly did to do to bridge the gap, you know, between shows and movies. And it's just there. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't blame you at all for being out on it. I don't. Um, I mean, I'm going to finish it out. There's what, one more episode left. So it's not like I'm. I think there's two, isn't it? Nine ah, episodes. Fuck, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got to reevaluate like, well, my life choices. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, well, well, I'll still, I'll still finish it just because I'm, you know, you don't, you don't run a whole marathon and bail in mile 25, you know? Um, but it's, it's not, this just isn't it. I don't know. I'm, I'm not necessarily very interested in what they do with the second season or how this goes forward, unless they pull some magic rabbit shit out of their hat in these last two episodes. I'm just not seeing it. Justin, you seem more into it than either Shannon or myself. So what, what, what do you think when, when I, when I throw these critiques out there, what, what are you thinking? I mean, I 100% agree. I've been saying it, and I think I will end up continuing to say it until the end. I think the Doctor Strange episode is where it peaked. Like, I thought the Strange episode was the best. Like, it was great. Mm-hmm. It was so good. And everything that's come after that episode has just been disappointing to me. Like, Marvel Zombies, I was hyped for Marvel Zombies, and then that episode came out, and I was yeah. like, this isn't at all what I wanted or was expecting. I didn't give a shit about the Tony Stark, uh, the Killmonger episode. And then this one, again, it's like nothing happened in this episode. And the only thing that did happen, the last five seconds of the episode, is like, I wanted to see this. Yeah. Like, And then it just ends, and I'm like, uh, I never, I guess, <laughs> won't know what's going to happen with that. Like, the Vision... vision wearing the Ultron like suit made of gold that looks like it has the infinity stones in it. I'm like, okay, like that looks fucking awesome, but that's not what the episode was about. So I'm like, I guess I'm not going to get that unless somehow episode like nine ties all of this like together in some weird way. I'm like, I just, I don't understand what they were really thinking with a lot of these episodes. Like, it seems like they had, some really good episodes. And then they're like, all right, we got these three episodes figured out. What are we going to do for the other six? And then they're just like, I don't know, just whatever, I guess. Yeah, so, I don't. Right. I don't get it. I don't. Um, but hey, you know, we've got Hawkeye coming, I guess. So maybe, I maybe this was, think about it. Maybe this was all a big setup to make people give a shit about Hawkeye. Because right now I'm putting a lot more uh, 
faith in Hawkeye than I am in, in the remaining what ifs. So I do want to say though, so I did watch star Wars visions. Oh, how is that? Yeah, I did. That's probably what I'm going to do after we get off this call tonight. And I'll tell you what it's one way better than what if blows what if out of the fucking, like what if, like I said, has like three good episodes. Like I would say star Wars visions has like, I'd say at least like five, hardcore like banger episodes like i wouldn't say there was a bad episode of it there were episodes i felt maybe were a little long or like a little slow because it's eight eight episodes it's not it's nine episodes nine um but the timing like like some episodes are only like 14 15 minutes Mm -hmm. other episodes are more like 22 minutes to almost like the half hour mark but all of them i would say were actually good and they were all very interesting and I think really pushed like the Star Wars. Like none of them involve any characters you've ever seen before in the Star Wars universe. Interesting. All, right. Like there's no Skywalker bullshit. It's all new characters. Sold. I'm in. Like, yep. I'm in. Yeah. Like all the art, like the art in each episode is like gorgeous. Like, and like there's twists and turns, like the action combat. It's even though I know you don't like anime, a lot of the art styles aren't like super anime okay like some of them are it's but... not the art style the art style is not the reason i don't like anime <laughs> okay it's the anime bullshit is the reason i don't <laughs> like anime just so we're clear yes okay. um uh but shannon how about a little homework project me and you both watch visions and we'll do a full spoiler on that next week because i'm good. i'm into the idea it's on my docket to do anyway and mm-hmm. now Justin has me fired up to knock that out. So, yeah, and yeah, it we sounds, got time. and it, it also sounds like, uh, yeah, yeah, we've got all this free time. Um, <laughs> but it also sounds like Shannon's type of bag too, because I know Shannon is a man that loves him some Star Wars, but like me, is really kind of sick of all this Skywalker bullshit. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm so tired of it. Like, yeah. yeah, you you had me at nobody. You know, nobody in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's honestly what made The Mandalorian such a fun watch for me initially was that first season. It was like, yeah, I don't know any of these assholes. This is awesome. Like, great. And then they ruined that in the second season. But, you know, I'm, by that point, I was hooked. So they got me. Um, well, all right. Yeah, I'm kind of. Hey, you know what? If you want to do some spoiler chat real quick on what if Party Thor. What the fuck? Like, what, what was that? I don't even know <laughs> what that was like. I mean, I didn't, I didn't being, even watch it. So you and Justin, being, you have being an old, being an, well, <laughs> essentially the what if is what if Thor was an only child, and uh, they return Loki to his parents instead of keep him. Which, by the way, is really kind of fucking weird. Why would you keep the baby? Like, yeah, give him back to his parents, asshole. Like Odin, what are you doing? Like, come on, man. Anyway, um, so that's the what if, and then essentially Thor grows up to be like a completely entitled douchebag. And goes to planets and parties them apart. Apparently, like what the <laughs> fuck was that? Like, like they have this whole thing where Jay Foster is like, "There's this like you know, there was all this energy from this one planet, and then the planet dissipated, and the energy signals coming here, and it's like Thor landing in Vegas, 
and like just <laughs> yeah. throw in a crazy party. Which they, they brought up <laughs> briefly and they were like, she was like, did you kill this planet? And he's like, no, no. He's like, that planet was already dying, but we just kind of partied with them on their way out or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. And then that's like all they ever said about it. And they never like <laughs> referenced it or brought it up ever again. <laughs> that, that, quick, that, quick! There's a guy that destroys planets with partying. Where's Andrew WK? We need him to party harder. That, they, uh, <laughs> okay, I'm I'm back in. I'm back in. Yeah. Dude, if Andrew WK like showed up and like they should have had like, a fucking in Andrew WK. Yeah. God damn it. They 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 hinted strongly at like an orgy in Vegas with Thor and Jane Foster and Howard the fucking duck and the Warriors three and. Like, like homeboy wakes up with goats yeah. in the hotel room. It's like I, mm. <laughs> Kate, Kate and Howard the duck got married and she became Mrs. Duck. Yeah. And yeah. then the whole ending to the episode is Thor's girlfriend calls his mom on him and she comes to earth and he cleans up earth real quick, sweeping everything under the rug, basically <laughs> to make it look like he wasn't partying on earth and, and had a big fight with captain Marvel in the interim. Yeah where he deemed Captain Marvel a party pooper. I'm not making this up. That happened in the episode. A crowd chanted party pooper at yeah. Captain Marvel. And and fucking S.H.I.E.L.D. was going to unleash nukes on Thor and Captain Marvel, and they're like, uh, should we really do that? And they're like, yeah, it's fine. She'll live. It's cool. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. But it's just like nothing happened in the episode. Like, that was it. That is the entire episode beginning to end. Like It's just the whole thing is- was so dumb. It was just so dumb. I don't. It hurt me. It hurt me. It it hurt me because it was the episode that made me go. Yeah, I'm out. I'm done. We're good here. <laughs> Thanks. Well, for me, it was just like out of all the like, what if like this happened differently? I'm like, mm-hmm. you picked that one. Like yeah. Thor was an only child. That's the best you could of all the Marvel Universe shit you get to pick from. That is what you chose for episode your, seven. That was your banger that your writing room came up with. It was yeah. like, Hey, I got it. I got it. You guys. Okay, great. Now then what happens? He parties a lot. <laughs> what? Oh, wait, that's it. He, par- he parties a lot and unleashes hell. No, no. He just parties planets apart. <laughs> uh, mm. Okay. <sighs> fucking ridiculous um so yeah i guess i guess that's our talk this on, on what if um but uh hey guys anything else you want to discuss or shall we uh, put a bow on this um i will tell you right now you need to watch ted lasso before you yeah do anything else. okay so you could you could finish that uh, that at last episode was amazing uh oh, is this just, a, is this the season finale yeah i think this oh, is the last episode of the bummer. season um and i think it was impressive. Uh, doesn't end the way that you think it does. It okay. does end with, um, like, I mean, there are some things that find closure, but for the most part, um, you could see where it's going to kind of head for season three. Um, but I, I like the way it ended. I liked it. I liked the way they closed it up. Um, it was a very uh, emotionally charged like episode. You know, Ted Lasso kind of goes into a lot of his. Um, you know, uh, what happened to him when he was, um, you know, in his house with his mom and his dad and what okay. happened there. 
Um, and then there's at the same time a, a huge uh, reveal um, with the owner and like what happened with her parents and their family and what's happening with her and, and her uh, teammate that she's mm-hmm. involved with. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's good. I think you'd enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy it. All right. Well, I am, uh, I will definitely wrap that season then. Uh, hopefully just better than the coach beard episode. Cause it is, it's a lot better. Right. Um, yeah. And then mass singer came back this Wednesday. So oh, shit. I'm going to watch that too. The mass singer back again for like the 18th season or some shit. It's like so- the fifth. Have you watched any of that? Uh, I I haven't seen a single episode of it, but it's been advertised on Hulu like crazy. The the fucking singing, but with the CGI avatar. Yeah, the character. avatar one. Yeah, so basically, no, I haven't seen that. It 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 airs after the Mass Singer, and it's basically just people who have stage fright or would prefer not to be seen um, singing uh, with all this like CGI like mocap stuff on. And then the judges basically get to see their avatars perform on stage. Yeah, it's basically the mass singer, but with like early two thousand CGI looking. Like this is what your grandparents think video games look like. <laughs> characters <laughs> on stage, I guess performing. It's like uh, it's like the the all the people on Twitch who have those like you know succubus avatars that like uh, they've all cartooned oh, out <laughs> yeah it's like the same thing but i'm just like oh, dude like the people like fox must have just like snatched up the people that created the mass singer and like got them under a contract for like 12 shows or something like that and so they're just pumping out music shows at this point not even you have the mass dancer which is like i don't even i couldn't even tell you a dancer to save their lives like mm-hmm. that, that is a useless show <laughs> And then you can you hear my voice? Uh, that's a stupid one too. Um, and Ken that, Jeong is like on every single one. Yeah, of the shows. I was gonna say Ken, <laughs> Ken Jeong is he's the one man. He's got it figured out. Like well, he's just he's cashing also checks. The one with like a contract where it's like you have to appear in like thirty Fox shows, and he's like, all right, trying to just bang him out to do his community yeah. service and leave. <laughs> he's trying to rival like ridiculousness for like some type of slot on TV somewhere. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, I don't have anything else. It's just, uh, you know, it's it's good to be, uh, you know, at the, you know, the tail end of the year going mm-hmm. into, you know, getting our shows back that we want to watch my or my show. Uh, they he, just wrapped on, show. They just wrapped on the boy season three uh, shooting it. So oh, nice. Um, that'll, that'll be coming out pretty soon. I guess Zach I will have to binge season two. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess I, sh- guess I should watch season two. But uh <laughs> But I still uh, want yeah. to do that. So, oh, yeah. um, season two is good. I just wasn't. I don't think I was just in the right headspace when that dropped to watch it. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, I can look out and see the world burning daily. But, <laughs> and it's not like that's gotten better. Yeah. I think I've just gotten used <laughs> like, to it. You know, yeah. the, <laughs> the smoke's moved a little further away. Yeah. It's now, okay. now I just you know I got better air filters in my mask now, so <laughs> it's all right. Um, but yeah, I think gentlemen, that is a show. So Justin, why don't you, uh, lick your lips and lean on in there and land this plane. Ah, gross. Jesus. <laughs> you know what guys, 
Oh, with the breathing you. too. God, yeah. Justin. Yeah. Justin. He, he licked his lips too. He licked Dude. his lips after he came back to look. Made direct eye contact with the camera and licked his it lips. Was, you know, you know, what was the gross thing? Was the you know what, guys? <sighs> oh man. Dude, Megan like rips on me anytime I'm chewing gum. She's like, "Will you shut the fuck up?" Like because she's like, "You're chewing with your mouth open." I'm like, "No, I'm not." She's like, "Then why is it so loud?" You're like, uh, you're like, uh, what's your name and how I, how I met your mother. It's like, what are you chewing rocks? You know, yeah. like, I'm like, yeah. you got to get the oxygen infused with the gum to get the maximum <laughs> amount of flavor out of it. Like, oh, Jesus. But anyway, guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode of that pixel life podcast. If you want to talk some, uh, what if spoilers, if you're still watching or if you don't give a shit and you want to tell us why you don't give a shit about what if head on over to the discord. <laughs> talk about it or if you've seen visions i've seen all of visions if you want to talk in the movie spoiler thing uh tell me what some of your favorite episodes were and if you listen to us on uh itunes give us a review while you're there let us know what you like what you don't like and uh hey uh zach if robbie was here what do you think robbie would say robbie would say hey guys go be great i got nothing wow damn shannon it's say, Saturday. Hey, hey guys, go be great, and I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs>